and welcome to episode 25 of Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I'm Olivia. I'm Gabby. And I'm Chris. And today we will be discussing Daenerys chapter 3 in A Game of Thrones, so make sure you have read before listening. And shout out to Gabby. Welcome back. <laughs> glad to be back. We're glad you feel better. Finally. <laughs> Anyways. So our news today, besides Gabby being back, is <laughs> that uh, there's another Game of Thrones prequel that they're teasing about, HBO is. It's called... Tales of Dunk and Egg. <laughs> and so this is actually um, from the fantasy novellas that George R. R. Martin wrote. Um, and it covers Sir Duncan the Tall, Dunk, yep. and young Aegon the Fifth, Egg. Get it? Egg. Dunk and Egg. Huh. Um, is this, and so this takes place before Game of Thrones? 90 years prior to the okay. events of A Song of Ice and Fire. Okay. Hmm. So Martin has published three novellas in the Tales of Duncan Egg. One is called The Hedge Knight. He put that one out in 1998. The Sworn Sword in 2003. And The Mystery Knight in 2010. Hmm. So uh, there's no writers or anything that's been attached to this yet. We just know that HBO wants to do it. Um, and it probably won't be any time soon. soon. Well, because we're not getting House of the Dragon. <laughs> Till 2022, yeah. is what it said in this article. Yeah, um, yeah. exactly. And this is from Variety Magazine, by the way. Um, but yeah, Tales of Duncan Egg. Duncan so I haven't read Egg. those novellas. But I haven't either. I'm <laughs> sure they would be... Are they just like short... Is that a novella think, like a short story? I think so. Okay. It's not, you know, the size of these books, uh, but... Yeah. <laughs> it's probably... I'm so glad they're doing more prequels and, like, spinoffs of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Well, I wonder if these, these are, like, I wonder if these are, like, standalone. I wasn't ready to give up you know the I mean? fandom yet. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. But, I mean, it's the same world. No, I mean, like, his novellas. Like, I wonder if they're just... They don't... They're not, like, in sequence with each other. They're just tales. Like, yeah. you could read one yeah. and not have to read the first one. Right. No, yeah, I think you know so. I, mean? I just think that it's it's still, like, the same... Timeline yeah. of Game of Thrones. Right, it. yeah. I wonder how yeah. it would. But that's the news. Cool. No Martin message today. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry. And no readers. And no, and no <laughs> answers to give you guys. But um, last episode, we were with Arya. Um, she was impulsively swinging needle at Septimer Dane, which is a little. A little crazy of her. She's she's <laughs> acting out. She's having a hard time. Yeah, she's going through it. Um, and that obviously caused Ned to then seek Arya out. She's in trouble. Ooh. <laughs> um, but she ends up having a good talk with her dad, and then she meets Sirio Farrell. 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 Um, her dance teacher. And she had her first water dancing wink, lesson. Wink. <laughs> 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 Oh God. <laughs> so today we're uh, back east on the road with Danny, um, and today she's on the road with the Dothraki. Yeah. Um, I believe they're going to Dothrak mm-hmm. so that they can make that marriage official. Vase Dothrak. Yeah, yeah Vase Dothrak. Uh, Danny is coming into her own as a Khaleesi, so we get to see some major strengthening of her character here. Um and she learned some very important news at the end of this, and so do we. Yes. Very important. Alright, so I can't. Damn. I can't. Alright. Um the wine we have this time around, um, I kinda just went simple. Um it's Stella Rosa, Stella Peach. 
Yum. So, oh god. So while Gabby pours the wine, I'm gonna go Attempts over. Attempts to open it. Chris, open yes, it. <laughs> and to open it. Uh, we're gonna read our fifth wine rule from John Bonet's book, The New Wine Rules. So the fifth wine rule is that you really don't need to know any more than just a few key wine terms. There's the yeah, author. Oh, is it fizzy? <laughs> so the author says there are so many words used to describe wine, and it can get confusing because most of those words that we use are implied. So wine is almost always made from grapes. Um, so the author had an example. If I say I smell licorice or taste blackberries, some chemical compounds in those things might be present, but they didn't literally put them in the wine. So if this is the case, what do these words mean? Um, and then he has like eight words that he lists and he goes into detail about them all. I'm only going to read and go into two of the words today and then for the next three weeks I'll describe two more words each week. If that yes. makes sense. All right. So this rule, um, the so I'm sorry, the first word he goes into is fruity. <laughs> so which goes perfectly because we do have a fruity wine today. Yes we do. So fruity, he said, wine always seems to taste like any fruit but grape. You might think of specific fruits like apple, orange, cherry, or peach like we have today. Mm -hmm. Or you might think of sorts of fruits, so like bright flavors like lemon or dark flavors like blackberry. Fruity is not the same as sweet, but fruity wine has fewer of the other aspects, and fruity wine can lose their flavor with age. So if we have a, a fruity hmm. wine, it's probably going to get more bitter as it ages. Interesting. And then the second word he list is herbal. So the smells and tastes of fresh cut grass to dried sage can come from the grape and its relative ripeness. I thought this was so cool. That's cool. So he said the use of the whole grape bunches, such so like including the stem and the fruit and everything. Yeah. Um, then he says herbal is a positive term, meaning it's ripe as opposed to vegetal, which means underripe. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. I didn't know that wines like some of them use the whole thing, yeah, like stems and everything. The stem and everything kind of yeah throws me What's off. What's the taste of fresh cut grass? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I would assume it tastes as it smells. Mm. Right? I don't know. I've never eaten it. So if we're going with what he told us about fruity, I think this tastes like a bright fruit. A bright fruit? As opposed to a dark fruit. I would agree. Because it's like... Wow. Yeah. But so it's a bright like party. That's sweet. Yes. Okay. So that's our rule today. Can't yeah. use the word juice. So. <laughs> no. Don't use juice. Pour the juice. Juice. Okay. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So Danny was traveling on horseback with the Dothraki. Her and Jorah Mormont came up to the ridge and he points out and says that this is the Dothraki Sea. Now, before I go any farther, I just wanted to say and clarify something that the Dothraki Sea is not actually a body of water. Nope. It is a sea of grass, like tall, tall blades of grass. And they call it a sea because when the wind hits it, it looks like waves in a sea. Sure, it looks cool. Yeah. So I did a little bit more research on the Dothraki Sea. Um, it's an inland region of the continent of Essos located east of the Free Cities north of Slavers Bay, and west of the Bone Mountains. Its landscapes of steppes and plains is home to the nomadic Dothraki equestrian people, who constantly battle each other and raid surrounding lands. 
So Danny goes on to explain what she sees, and she said that she saw a plane stretched out that was flat and empty. It seemed to go on for eternity. No hills, mountains, trees, cities, roads, just endless tall blades of grass. And she comments, and she goes, it's so green. (laughs) It's so green. So green. And then Jorah Mormont um, responds, and I just thought this was a cool description. He says, here and now, it's green. You ought to see it when it blooms. All dark red flowers from horizon to horizon, like a sea of blood. Come the dry season and the world turns the color of old bronze. And this is only Harana, child. What does what does Harana mean? So Harana, according to the wiki, I'll read it right from the wiki. Harana is the Dothraki name for the type of green grass that grows in the Dothraki Sea. So okay. what you're describing. Okay. So then he goes on to say there are hundreds of kinds of grass out there. Grasses as yellow as lemon and as dark as indigo. Blue grasses and orange grasses and grasses like rainbows. Down in the shadow lands beyond Ashai, they say there are oceans of ghost grass, taller than a man on horseback, with stalks as pale as milk grass. It murders all other grass and glows in the dark with the spirits of the damned. The Dothraki claim that someday ghost grass will cover the entire world and then all life will end. Hmm. So, Danny gets the, a shiver when she hears Jorah Mormont mention the end of the world. She says, I don't want to talk about that now. It's so beautiful. I don't want to think about anything dying. And Jorah kind of backs off and goes, as you will, Khaleesi. She then looks behind her and sees that her and Jorah were farther ahead than the rest of the Dothraki, and others had started climbing the ridge to join them. She noticed that the riding was second nature to Doth- to the Dothraki, but her brother Viserys was struggling and noted he was miserable out there. Danny says he shouldn't have come. Nope. <laughs> Illyrio even urged him to wait in Pentos and even offered him hospitality there. But being the pompous a-hole that, <laughs> that Viserys is, he refused the hospitality. Yeah. He wanted to stay with Drogo until their deal had been complete. And Viserys even says, and if he tries to cheat me, he will learn to his sorrow what it means to wake the dragon. Wow, so, so that, scary. That just shows you, like, how little trust he has in the Dothraki, even so though he made this big-ass deal with them, yeah. you know? Uh, Danny didn't want to listen to any of her brother's complaints today. The day was perfect. The sky was deep blue, and there were hawks circling about. The grass was high and swaying with the wind, and the air was warm on her face and sh- as she felt... And she felt peace. She was determined not to let Viserys spoil it. As you should, girl. Yes. As Danny was looking out into the grass sea, she says to Jorah, wait here. Tell them all to stay. Tell them I command it. Jorah smiled at her and said, you are learning to talk like a queen, Daenerys. And then Danny says, not a queen, a Khaleesi. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> then she started to gallop down the ridge alone. Um, Danny enjoyed riding. She was fearless and loved the joy and danger of it. Viserys had always told her she was a princess, but she didn't feel like that once until she had rode her horse that um, Drogo gave her. Then the book goes on and talks about how it wasn't easy for her at first. She said that the Kalazar had been on the move since the morning after their wedding, making their way to the base Dothrak. So, like, at this point, how long do you guys think that she was like, how long ago was her wedding? Hmm. 
They've been, they've probably been traveling weeks. for a few weeks. I would say a couple That's weeks, maybe a month at the most. Weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they've literally been on the move for like three or four weeks. <laughs> and by the third day after her wedding, Danny felt like she was going to die. She said she had sores on her butt. Her thighs were chafed raw. Her hands were covered in blisters. And the muscles in her back and legs were so painful that she could barely sit. Mm. At nighttime, her handmaids had to help her down from her mount. And then she said that nighttime was no relief either. Cal Drogo ignored her all day and then ignored her all night as he was out drinking, racing, and watching women dance and men die. So she was left to eat supper on her own, and then afterwards she would cry to sleep, cry herself to sleep, only to be woken up in the middle of the night by Drogo to have sex with her. So I just want to warn everyone, this is a pretty graphic part. If you are sensitive to sexual topics, please skip ahead one or two minutes. So she described that Drogo would always take her from behind as it was the Dothraki fashion to do so. She was thankful for this because that way her husband couldn't see the tears on her face or that she was burying her face in a pillow to muffle her cries of pain. And then when he was done, he would go to sleep and Danny would lie beside him. Her body was too bruised and too sore and too painful to sleep. Mm. So that's just it's sad. <clears throat> yeah. So <sighs> this is so sad. So she said she like the, that third day after her wedding, she felt like she couldn't live like this anymore and even said she wanted to end her life. However, one night she had the dragon dream again. So remember, like way back before the wedding, she had this mm-hmm. dream and like about Viserys like hitting her yeah. and then she was like, I am the dragon or something like yeah. that. She had another dream like that. However, Viserys was not in it this time. She said it was only her and her dragon. The dragon had black scales and was wet with Danny's blood. Its eyes looked like molten magma and had flames coming out of its mouth. She opened her arms to embrace the flame and let it swallow her whole. She felt as if the flames were purifying her. She could feel her skin burning away and could feel her blood boiling and turning to steam. However, she felt no pain. She actually felt strong and renewed. Hmm. When she awoke the next day after she had that dream, she was not in so much pain as she had been since her wedding. Her handmaiden, I think you say it's Jiki? Mm-hmm. Jiki? That's what I would guess. Jiki even noticed this change in her. Um, and I don't know if we went into detail about her or her other handmaids, but mm-hmm. Jiki has skin the color of copper with black hair and almond-shaped eyes. Um, and she's pretty big-boned, so she's mm-hmm. a bigger woman. She was given to her on her wedding day to teach Danny the Dothraki language. So Jiki asked, what is wrong? Are you sick? Danny said, I was. And she said she, she said as she looked at the three dragon eggs she had gotten from Illyrio on her wedding day, she ran her hands over the shell of the largest one. And this one happened to be black and scarlet, just like in her dream. Hmm. The dragon had mm-hmm. black scales and red. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she noticed that it was warm to touch. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So... From that day, from the day she had dreamed forward, her hands had grown calluses and were rough now. Her muscles had grown stronger and her soft thighs had grown tough as leather. Drogo had commanded her other handmaid, Eri, to teach her how to ride a horse the Dothraki way. So also, Eri was given to Danny on her wedding day as well and was tasked with teaching her how to ride a horse. 
Um, and I did a little bit more research on her as well. She is also has the um, copper color skin with black hair and almond shaped eyes. Um, I thought this was interesting. So Erie was born to a Cal of a different Kalasar. And that Kalasar was destroyed by Cal Drogo and she was enslaved Oof. after that. I That's, thought that was interesting. Yeah. Sucks, though. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. kind of sad. So that's where she comes from. Interesting. Okay. So even though Erie was at, was tasked with teaching her how to ride, um, Danny noticed that her horse that she got from Drogo on her wedding day was more of a teacher to her. Her horse seemed to know her moods and was able to share the same thoughts as each other. So kind of like having a dog. Yeah. Her own little pet Cute. friend. Cute. Yes. <laughs> Um, she said she had never loved an animal more than she did her horse. She wanted to name her horse, but she said that she knew it was not the Dothraki custom to name their horses. So she only referred to her oh, to her horse as the silver. Nice. So you hear that in the book, the silver is her horse. Yep. Now that riding was not a huge painful experience for her anymore, she started to notice the beauty of the land around her. So, um, being the Khaleesi, she was able to ride up front with Drogo in front of all the Kalasar, and she was able to see each, see all the new lands that they come upon, fresh and unspoiled. So she was able to basically see it before the rest of the horde tore up the land. Yeah. Um, then it lists the places she was able to see. Now, I wanted to go into what the free cities actually are before I say this, because it lists a lot of, like... It just basically says she travels to a lot of free cities, and I don't know if we actually ever defined what the free cities were. So there's nine free cities, and these cities were founded centuries ago as colonies of the Valerian Freehold. So this was back way before the events of Game of Thrones happened, and when the Targaryens were still in um, in control. So when the Freehold and its dragon lords were just destroyed in the doom of Valyria 400 years ago, the, imp- the empire fragmented and a chaotic period of warfare known as the Century of Blood ensued. When the dust settled, the free cities emerged as autonomous entities, dominating much of the land between the River Rhoyne and the western coast of the continent. Hmm. So, that's what the free cities were. I got that from the A Song of Ice and Fire wiki. Um, she also traversed through four wide rivers, saw beautiful waterfalls, and rode through the forests of Kohor. Hmm. Hmm. And then after seeing all these beautiful sights, she barely remembered the agony she was in. It was a distant memory to her, and she began to embrace her sore muscles and looked forward to seeing more lands and being able to ride her horse every day. That's kind of cute. Yeah. Yeah. She's all grown up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so at the bottom of the ridge... The grass rose around her. Um, She slowed into a trot and rode out onto the plain and was literally like, she felt as if she was losing herself in the green and Mm -hmm. she felt blessed to just have a second alone Mm -hmm. Um, because in the Kalasar, she was never alone. Um, Drogo came at night. Her handmaids fed, bathed, and slept by her tent. Um, Drogo's blood blood riders were also never far and then her brother was an unwelcome shadow day and night. Mm. Of course. Yep. Um, so she could hear her brother up on top of the ridge. And she said his voice was shrill with anger and he was yelling <laughs> at, at Jorah. Oh my god! Which sounds about right. Yep. 
Poor Um, Yeah. (laughs) Right? That's what I'm saying. Just getting yelled at by this guy. Um, So Danny just kept riding on um, and was literally like submerging herself deeper into the Dothraki Sea, since we're referring to it almost as if it's a body of water. Right. Um, The air was rich with scents of earth and grass mixed with the smell of horse flesh and her sweat and the oil in her hair. She said they were very Dothraki smells, and they seemed to belong there, mm-hmm. which I thought is kind of cool that, like, she's even coming coming up with smells that, like, belong to... Very mm-hmm. earthy. Yes. Yeah. You know? Um, breathing it all in, she started to laugh um, and had the sudden urge to feel the ground beneath her. So she swings down from her saddle, and she lets the silver graze while she pulls off her high boots. So she just, you know, just wants to feel the dirt. In her toes. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, here comes Viserys. Of course. Literally came upon her as sudden as a summer storm. That's how she says it. Mm-hmm. Um, his horse was rearing beneath him, and it's because it's he literally, like, when he tried to stop, he reined the horse back way too hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought this was funny. He literally wastes no time. He's like, you dare. You give commands to me. To me? <laughs> um, and he, apparently, she used the word vaulted. I literally just imagine him, like, flying off of his horse, like, not like, even. In, like, a rage. Yes, like, literally yeah. just, like, throwing himself off the horse. And he literally falls. Gosh. So he, like, stumbles. Um, and you see his face turn bright red because he's embarrassed as he scrambles back up to his feet. So he's, <laughs> he knows he's being he just embarrassed himself. Yeah, but so he's going to, yeah. He's, he's going to play it off. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he literally grabs her and starts shaking her and screaming at her again and says, have you forgotten who you are? Look at you. Look at you. And I loved this little thought process that Danny had. She literally says that she didn't need to look. She was barefoot. She had oiled hair. And she was wearing Dothraki riding letter- leathers. And a painted vest that she was given as a bride gift. So she looked like she belonged there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she's looking at her brother going, "Mm, you're soiled and stained with city silk and ring mail. (laughs) Like you you look so out of place. You look so stupid. Um, And he, the whole time she's thinking that he's still screaming in her face. um, Saying, you do not command the dragon. Do you understand? I am the lord of the seven kingdoms. I will not hear orders from some horse lord slut. Do you hear me? Um, And he then put his hand up her vest and was digging his fingers painfully into her breast, as she described. Which, dude, that just, for what? Yeah. Um, And then he just asks, do you hear me again? (laughs) Um, And Danny shoves him away hard. Good. Good on her. Um, And she says that, Viserys is literally staring at her, like, in disbelief because she had never defied him before. How dare she stand up for herself, gosh, and defend herself. Um, She said rage twisted his features, and she then knew that he would hurt her now Mm -hmm. very badly. So, out of nowhere, a whip cracks, um, sounding like thunder, and the coil took Viserys around the throat and yanked him backwards. So he went sprawling in the grass, stunned and choking. You can't put your hands on a Khaleesi. Boom. Dothraki will destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> Literally like... Yep. Um, the Dothraki riders were hooting at him as he was trying to free himself. 
So literally just like humili- humiliating him. Mm-hmm. I, I just kind of, I don't want to say I kind of love it, but. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, um, the one with the whip around his throat, she says he rasped a question, which I mean, I'm assuming it was because he was speaking Dothraki because she says he can't, she can't understand his words. Mm-hmm. But by that point, um, Eerie and Jorah and the rest of her cots. Her group. Yeah. Her handmaids. I, yeah. Like yeah. It's, it uses the word K-H-A-S. Cause. Yeah. yeah. Probably the, her handmaids. Yeah. yeah. Um, Eerie then says, Jogo asks if you would have him dead, Khaleesi. Um, which Danny immediately replies, no. Um, and Jogo understands that word from the common tongue. Just mm-hmm. no. Um, and then one of the others barked out a comment and the Dothraki just kind of started laughing. Um, and then Eri told her that Quaro thought she should take an ear from her brother to teach him respect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, at this point, while this is all going on, Viserys was just on his knees with his fingers, like, digging under the leather coils of the whip, trying to free himself, mm-hmm. um, crying incoherently. Uh, it was, I mean, the whip's, like, super tight around mm-hmm. his neck. So, I, I could assume. Right. Um, Danny just says that, tell them I do not wish him harmed. And Eerie then repeated her words in Dothraki and Jogo gave up a, a pull on the whip, yanking Viserys around like a puppet on a string, <laughs> which I like that description. That's great. Um, he then went sprawling again and then he was freed from the whip. Um, there was a thin blood, thin line of blood under his chin where the whip had like literally cut deep into his skin (laughs) which is ouch deserved (laughs) yeah um jorah then kind of is talking to danny off to the side and says he warned Viserys what would happen and that he should stay on the ridge like that like danny had commanded Mm -hmm. um and danny says that she knows and believes him and she's just kind of watching her brother um and i thought this was another really cool like thought process of hers she says she can see that like obviously Viserys can't believe what he was hearing and what was happening mm-hmm. but she literally couldn't believe it was happening either like mm-hmm. until the words came out of her mouth like yeah. she was surprised she was saying it at, at all in right. general too right um she goes take his horse let my brother walk behind us back to the Kalasar. let everyone see him as he is and this is bad because among the Dothraki, the man who does not ride was no man at all. The lowest of the low without honor or pride. So like lower than servants. Yeah. Gosh. So he literally is just... A dog. Yeah, basically. Goodness gracious. Um, so Viserys just screams, no, hit her, Mormont, hurt her. Your king commands it. Kill these Dothraki dogs and teach her. So the... Jorah just looks at Danny and then back to Viserys and Danny was barefoot with dirt between her toes and oil in her hair and he wore silks and steels. Um, Danny said that she could see the decision on Jorah's face. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just replies and goes, he shall walk, Khaleesi. <laughs> he takes her brother's horse in one hand while Danny remounted the silver and again, Viserys just is sitting there like in total disbelief, <laughs> but he kind of just gives up. Like he just sits down in the dirt and he's like, okay. 
Mm. Um, he kept his silence, but he wouldn't move. So literally at this point, he's refusing to walk. So they just left him. So he's throwing mm-hmm. a tantrum. Yep. Yeah. And he got left behind. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, Danny said his eyes were full of poison as they rode away. But when they could not see him anymore, Danny grew afraid and starts saying, like, will he find his way back? And Jorah Jor just replies that even a, man as, even a man as blind as your brother should be able to follow our trail. Which is true. I mean, I'm assuming, like we just talked about, the horde is tearing up land as they go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. They move, like, <laughs> as a city, yeah, he said. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah. Um. Danny just replies that he's proud and he may be too shamed to come back. And Jorah literally laughed at this and said, where else should he go? He cannot find the, if he cannot find the Kalasar, the Kalasar will most surely find him. It is hard to drown in the Dothraki Sea, child. Hmm. Um, Danny saw the truth in that. The Kalasar were, were, the Kalasar was like a city on the march. So like what Olivia just said, mm-hmm. it's literally like, We'll tell All them. of them were moving at the same time. Like, they yeah. don't leave anybody behind. Um, but they didn't march blindly. So they didn't miss anything. Not out here in this land. Their land. They were... They knew it like the back of their hand. Right. Um, Danny kind of got chills all of a sudden. And with wonder in her voice, she goes and is talking to Jorah still and says, I hit him. Sir Jorah, do you think he'll be angry when... He, he'll be so angry when he gets back... I woke the dragon, didn't I? God. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> um, well, that's like fear. Yeah, yeah. I know. But it's been placed in her. I just so. hate the, I woke the dragon. He's just such a. Yeah. Yes. He's gross for that. Yeah. <laughs> He's really annoying for He's, that. Ugh. Um, Jorah literally snorted at that and said, can you wake the dead girl? Your brother, Rhaegar, was the last dragon and he, and he died on the trident. Viserys is less than the shadow of a snake. Ooh. Um, his blunt words literally caught Danny off guard, um, and it seemed as though all the things she had always believed were suddenly called into question. So she kind of hesitates, and she goes, you swore him your sword. Right. Like, and Jorah just goes, that I did, girl. And if your brother is the shadow of a snake, what does that make his servants? And his voice was bitter. So, obviously, he's bitter. <laughs> um, and she just, again, starts to kind of hesitate. Like, I feel like this is just her, like, mm-hmm. sounding afraid and sounding nervous. And she literally goes, he is still the true king. He is dot, dot, dot. Yeah. So. And then Jorah asks her, do you really think that your brother would be make the true king? Mm-hmm. Truthfully. Do you think he would make a good king? Yeah. And Danny realizes, no. Nope. He wouldn't. Nope. But then he goes, but the people back home are praying for his return. I mean, they're sowing, at least they're being told that they're sowing Targaryen banners and yeah. they're just waiting for Viserys. Jorah goes, the people at home, they're not praying for Viserys. People at home, they pray for their children, they pray for their crops, they pray for rain. They don't care about the High Lord's gains. Facts. Yeah. They don't care about this Game of Thrones, excuse me, but they don't care yeah. about that. Maybe they, the show. They don't, and yeah, and they don't care about any of it as long as there's peace. So I they mean, don't. Never have, is. Anyone can say this literally never is. Yeah, he goes, which he, he's, he says like, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but he's like, 
They don't care as long as they don't get hurt by it. Yep. And they always do get hurt by it. And that they're doesn't safe. Matter. Yeah. 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 So, so she goes, okay, well then what do you pray for, Jorah? And he says, well, I just pray for home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Danny kind of goes through her head and has these images of home, which all she knew was the red door. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? We mentioned that in yeah. like her first chapter, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause that's what she grew up as. But then she has these fainting images of the red keep that she's heard all these stories about in King's Landing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what she pictures as home and, you know, uh, Dragonstone as well. Um, <clears throat> so she comes to the realization that Viserys cannot take, he's not going to be the one. Yeah. He's not going to be the one that's going to take them home. It. He can't, he can't liberate them. He can't command an army. He doesn't have any money. He's got nothing. Mm-hmm. Literally nothing. Um, yeah. and even the Dothraki le- mock him for how weak he is. I mean, if you don't even have the how, respect to the people... You don't even have respect to the people that you, you can't be plan a good on king. having. Yeah. yeah. I swear we've talked about he's the you're not beggar even there. king. He's yeah. the beggar king. Yeah, the beggar yep. king. You're not, even, you're not even there yet. You're not yeah. even in... And you have a bad reputation. Yeah. So how are you <laughs> going to be able to command an entire people. continent that you don't... Seven kingdoms. Yeah, exactly. Nobody gives a crap about yeah. you. Yeah, so she's like... I, no, he can't. He won't be the one. I'm glad she's coming to this realization, yes. though. Yeah. I really am. Jorah says, that's wise, child. That's wise. And she goes, I am no child. She is Khaleesi. And she kicks her horse and rides off. Heck yeah. Leaving Jorah in the dust. Bye. With that one, I'm not a child. See Bye, Jorah. (laughs) Yeah. So she races uh, really fast and finds the Kalasar around nighttime. Um, When she uh, gets there, her tent is already set up. Her handmaidens are already ready to go. Um, So... She has, her handmaids have run her a hot bath. And as they're washing Danny, they kind of have this conversation. You know, Danny's looking over at her stone eggs. Um, and they're having this conversation. Danny asks, have you guys ever seen a dragon? Which they quickly reply that dragons are no more and have been gone for a very long time. It is known. It is known. It is known. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I know, sorry. Um, so... They've been gone for some time, and they kind of go back through the history a little bit in the book and say, like, the last one that she knew about was, didn't seem that long ago to Danny, but to everybody else, it was a very long time ago. They said it was like half a century or something. Mm -hmm. But to her, it was like, not that long. Mm -hmm. Right? So I mean, if you think about it, that's not necessarily all that long ago compared to, I mean, stuff like White Walkers. Those those have been stories told by... For a very long time. Yeah, Yeah, centuries. Yeah, so I'm going to read a little blurb from the book here. Viserys had told her that the last Targaryen dragons had died no more than a century and a half ago, during the reign of Aegon III, who was called the Dragonbane. That did not seem so long ago to Danny. Everywhere, she said disappointed, even in the cast, even in the east, magic had died in the west when the doom fell on Valeria and the lands of the long summer and neither spell forged steel nor storm singers nor dragons could hold it back. But Danny had always heard that the East was different, and had said that the Mant- Manticores prowled the islands of the Jade Sea, that Balisks, Basilisks, Basilisks. <laughs> there you go. infested the jungles of Yeti, that the spell singers, warlocks, and aromancers <laughs> practiced their arts openly. In a shy. Oh my gosh, that was so many big words. Oh <laughs> While shadow bi- shadow binders oh and oh, we're not done. blood mages worked terrible sorceries in the Black Knight, 
Why shouldn't there be dragons too? So basically, oh my god! All she's saying is there's still magic, right? Yeah. She's saying like like the West, Westeros. And, no, but maybe the East. Yeah, maybe because there's crazy things going on. Crazy, in the East. crazy and necromancers and basilisks. <laughs> this is not Harry Potter. Hey, they're in the book. This is not Hogwarts. Basilisks. That's crazy. So we're basilisks. not in the chamber of secrets. We're not in the chamber of okay. secrets. Kind of oh, feels that way, but... They're speaking parcel tongue over there. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so they said, they replied to her, Brave men killed the dragons. Um, it is known. It, it is, is known. known. <laughs> um, Eri also said that they're... This is a cool story. I like this. So this is her... She goes, well, I heard... From a trader back when she was in her bad days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the other um, yeah. Dothraki. Yeah. yeah. That there were actually two moons once. One moon got too close to the sun, cracked open, and a thousand dragon eggs came out. <laughs> the dragons drank from the fire of the sun, and, all, and that's why the dragons can breathe fire. <laughs> um, and... That someday the other moon, the normal moon, mm-hmm. will crack open and the dragons will return again. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> hmm. the, the rest of the slaves basically just laughed at her and just said, you know, that's, that's not true. You're crazy. You're weird. Because <laughs> You're she's, crazy. she's different than the other, <laughs> yeah. than the other ones, right? Yeah. So the, other, the Dathraki, they say, no, no, the moon is a god. And it's a bride to the sun who's also a god. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It is known. It is known. Yeah. It is known. God. <laughs> <laughs> so then she oiled Danny's body when she got out of the water, cleaned her fingernails, um, and Danny got a, her food. And she actually, uh, her handmaiden was going to leave, and Danny said, No, no, I want you to eat with me because I want to talk with you. Mm. Um, and she's like, Oh, that's a great, great honor. I, I will sit with you, Khaleesi. So they talked for quite some time. Again, this is uh, graphic. Not really graphic, but, you know. But, but still, still. It has to do with inappropriate things. <laughs> um, so that night, when Drogo came for Danny, to, uh, she stopped him. Um, and she dropped her linens, I guess, and said, I would want to go out under the stars. Um, and so they... Fear. To consummate, yes. as I said in my notes here. Um and then they left and went to a bed of grass that was far away from the Kalasar, but they could still see it. I was going to say, I did, I was going to say it in this part, <laughs> when they were describing it, they said there was no privacy in the Dothraki horde. Yeah. yeah. And that private. people were, like, looking and, like, whispering when she was undressing and, like, mm. doing these things. So, this was pretty, it was, it was separated Just from the, the horde. Just the two of them. It was, no, it was separated from the horde, but it was still... Public, like people could see everything and hear everything. So, so, and then when Drogo decided he wanted to do his regular thing and mount her the Dothraki way, Mm -hmm. Danny stopped him and actually said, "I want to look upon your face tonight." So she actually is taking charge here as a Khaleesi, and she rode him, and it said in the book, harder than she even rode her horse, and they actually had. Pleasureful moment together. Um, and when they returned to the Kalasar, one of her handmaids brushed her belly and said, Khaleesi, you are with child. Oh. Danny replied and said, I know. 
Oh. And the book says she just turned 14 yeah. on that day. So now... It was her 14th pregnant, everyone. Go, go, go put a bun in her oven. There's a baby. There's a, a baby coming. A baby. <laughs> a Dothraki baby. <laughs> a Dothraki Targaryen baby. Yes. yes. Mm, so she's she preggers. So that's how the chapter ends. Was saying her also she's 14 years old. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how it ends. Yeah. Just a reminder, she's, she's still 14. She's also still, yeah. 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 <clears throat> so, so we have some discussion questions. Um, these ones are a little bit more in depth, so just feel free to answer them if you do. Um, so the first one is, throughout this chapter, what changes do we see in Danny from the girl she was before? Go ahead. I think that in this chapter there's quite a few things mm-hmm. that happen. So first, in the beginning... She, um, I'm sorry, Jorah mentions that she's starting to sound like a queen. Mm-hmm. And Danny says, no, no, no. I'm starting to sound like a Khaleesi. So I think that is one major change. She was been trying to like fight this off for the longest time because it was just something that her brother wanted her to do. Yeah. But she's now but really now she's accepting, it. accepting the role and is like accepting the culture and what her role in this horde is. And going she to seems be. to be loving it. Exactly. She seems to be coming out of it yeah. very positive. You know what yes. I mean? Like she's like, I get to ride my horse and I get to see all this beautiful new land and yeah. I and just like, think that's awesome. Physically, like her, like her skin is physically changing. Like yeah. Yeah. her hands are no longer soft and blistered. There's yeah. calluses, like her thighs. It's like they soft weren't leather. like yeah. they weren't like chafed. They're like rough with leather now. And it's like her her muscles were literally becoming stronger and they yes. weren't mm-hmm. getting as sore anymore because she was Literally physically becoming stronger. And not even just mentally. Exactly. I just think that's cool. And she even stood up to her brother. Like yes. her her mm-hmm. lifetime abuser. Yes. Like yeah. she's like, no, I'm a Khaleesi. She literally has the thought of, I yeah. can't even believe I'm saying this. Mm-hmm. But like it just came out and mm-hmm. she just said it. And yep. she no regrets. was ready. Like she was, boom, you can walk. Yeah. And I think a big one too. You're is lower than the, slaves. The realization <laughs> stuff i think of her starting to think tactically mm-hmm. about more like about yeah more as a, a ruler more as a yeah a khaleesi a ruler a queen thinking more like okay he's actually pretty weak yeah instead of looking at him as the scary dragon whatever he's actually probably not gonna she's do like what he breaking says. the cycle yeah. right now because yeah. like i literally yeah. i you know that can be literally taken her saying okay He's not the one that's going to get us there. Yeah. He's not going to get us home. Blah, blah, blah. So to me, obviously, I mean, obviously they were the only two mm-hmm. growing up. So she knows that out of the two of them, mm-hmm. he's not going to do it. Right. So to me, that's her literally starting to think, yeah. it's yeah. me. And I was going to say off of that, this is, for that reason, this is such an important chapter. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think this is so important because this chapter shapes how it's gonna go the rest of the time yes you know like i don't i'm not gonna say anything about what happens but like yeah this is big this is like the the change this is where things get interesting this is where she becomes who she is later on i mean come on right and she's like she's a khaleesi she's not she's a targaryen still but she is a dothraki khaleesi Mm -hmm. she actually has power over some people now. She's not a, a lot. princess like yeah. Viserys always said she's a Khaleesi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So So the next question is, is Jorah recognizing the change in Danny? And why did he go back on his loyalty to Viserys? I just I I think he is. 
I mean, he. I feel like he even made comments. Well, yeah. In the beginning, he said he's sounding. She's starting to sound like a queen. Yeah, you know. And I feel like so that's recognition. You have to be able to tell that she's not like as sore and hurting anymore because obviously she said like the first three days or something like the first couple days like her handmaids literally had to help her down from her mount so i mean obviously she just stopped the horde and got down by herself so that right there shows and he saw that i think another big thing um that i'm seeing too is so yeah like he's like yes khaleesi like you Mm -hmm. know that but i think he's trying to he's the one that kind of put that realization in her head a little bit Mm -hmm. of like he goes do you think that truly do you think that your brother is going to be king yeah right right he's like come on think about think about it for a second so then that could be the second part of his question why did he go back on his loyalty to viserys because he's going through a recognition of himself he can literally yeah well he didn't say that he was pledged his sword to viserys he said he pledged his sword Mm -hmm. to To the the target to the, rightful, rightful. to the Targaryens, to the rightful king mm-hmm. or right. queen, mm-hmm. the rightful heir to the throne is what he said. So maybe just his <clears> viewpoint <throat> on right. who should be the ruler has changed, not his loyalty. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. he's starting to put some other things in her head, too, that I, I really like. Um, I think the the mentioning of, like, you do realize that people at home don't don't pray for yeah. for you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're not obsessed. They're not worried about you. <laughs> no, they're worried about themselves right. and what they have to do and their families and their crops. And He's very honest with her. He, yeah, he's very honest. Yes. And he's, putting, he's putting the realization that it's not all about... It's, the world <laughs> not all, is not, that, not all around you. you. Right. There's a lot of people that, yeah, they might wish for you, but they don't really care. It's not their top priority. It's not about you. And you have to remember that. Right. Yep. Especially so, as a ruler. Yeah. 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 So I don't think that he went back on his loyalty to Viserys. I, I agree. He went back on his... He didn't go back on anything. Yeah. I think he just... Changed. Is trying to see what's going to be best for the future. He came to a realization. Or yeah. maybe he already knew it. We didn't... Yeah, and we you know. and he just didn't let on. Yep. Right. I agree. All right, our last question is... Danny comes to a realization that Viserys will not lead them home. As the Khaleesi, will Danny lead them home, you think? Or does she see herself now... Filling that role? Not or. Is that like two questions? Yeah. Does she see herself filling that role of being the one that's going to take them home? She hasn't mentioned anything. Yeah. Like that. I, yet. I mean, she's I, not saying it's going to be me. She just knows it's not going to be him. Yeah. And I think I kind of said this in the first one, but I mean, that's just, I guess, kind of what I got from her realizing it. Mm-hmm. But in all honesty, she still hasn't, I don't think she's gotten there yet. You know what I mean? Like, I think she's just kind of... I don't think she's thinking of being the ruler of the Seven Kingdoms right now. Yeah. I think she's more focused on how to be a good Khaleesi to the Dothraki. I don't think that the Seven Kingdoms are in her realm of worries right now. She is thinking about it, though. I think it's crossed I th- her mind. She still has to grow into it. I was gonna say. I think right now it's like in the on the back burner in her head. Like if it's not Viserys. Who's it going to be? Yeah. yeah. And especially know? now that she's pregnant, I think her focus is going to change. It is. Yeah. But I think, I think like Gabby said, it was a passing yeah. thought. You know? Yeah. She'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> I think a big thing, too, is the thinking about home mm-hmm. as well. She was thinking, yeah. She's like, I think that when they mentioned the red door, she's like, everywhere seemed to have a red door to her, but it doesn't matter. Like, that's not how the world's going to be. Yeah. I see home as something bigger. Like... The Red Keep. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. With her little passing so. memories. Exactly. Yes. All right. So, if you guys want to answer those, you know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the Tyrion tidbit for this episode, it says, let them see that their words can cut you and you'll never be free of the mockery. If they want if they want to give you a name, take it, make it your own. They can't hurt you with it anymore. Boom. Thank you. Mm. Period, Tyrion. <laughs> And with that, make sure you guys follow us on all of our social media. On Facebook, we are Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. On Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, we are Game of Wines 1. And on YouTube, we are Game of Wines podcast. And before we go, I wanted to make an announcement. Um, We now have a Facebook group. So I know you may be confused and be like, but you guys already have a Facebook page, you know. Well, we have both a Facebook page and a Facebook group. So the Facebook group is much more listener-centered, whereas, like, on our Facebook page, what we had from the beginning, mm-hmm. that's more of us, like, posting things. So yeah. the, the keeping you Keeping you informed. Right. And the group is somewhere that's more listener-centered, like I said. So we encourage you guys to share any and all things Game of Thrones. Did you find some cool Game of Thrones merch that you want to show fellow Game of Thrones nerds? Share it. <laughs> Were you confused about something in the book or the pod? Ask away. And if you want to connect with other Game of Thrones fans, this is the place to do it. So we want this podcast to be as much as as much yours as it is ours. So please go join our Facebook group. If you just go search in Facebook, it's called Game of Wines Podcast Group. There are three questions you have to answer to be accepted. So please answer those and we will accept your request. If you don't answer them, we're not going to accept you. So... Sorry. Go join. It's a lot of fun. We have some fun stuff on there right now. Go check it out. And that is it for this week's episode of Game of Wines. Next episode, we will be discussing Brand Chapter 4, so make sure you read before listening. Thanks.